Central Ohio is a hub of businesses, nonprofit, and social enterprise organizations, large and small, all connected by the experiences we share and the stories we tell. Your BBB is excited to showcase businesses who are working every day to build trust and support our communities. BBB SparkCast is where we will learn from these local entrepreneurs firsthand. Hello listeners, and thanks for joining us for this episode of BBB SparkCast. My name is Jordan, the Content and Communications Coordinator with your BBB. Today I am here with Lubna Najjar, founder of Columbus-based Il Moda PR and Brand Development Company and Lubna Designs Inc., a clothing company. She is an accomplished fashion designer and a Jordanian-American. Lubna also works to spotlight the creations of other Columbus designers. She has been featured on Good Morning America, in the Huffington Post, and more. How are you doing, Lubna? I'm doing very well. Thanks for having me, Jordan. Yeah, of course. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to talk more about your company and this episode's topic, diversity in business. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts and insights as a woman business owner. But first, would you mind telling us about Lubna Designs and some background on how you got where you are today? Absolutely. So uh, Lubna Designs started unofficially in 2012. Um, it was while I was working in corporate. I worked for Corporate America for about six years before I actually took the leap and started my own company. Um, I started my master's degree, I started my MBA through Franklin University here in Columbus. And part of my capstone project was um, to develop a business, like a mock business. And so instead of developing a fake one, I thought, well, if I'm gonna have to do all this work, I'm just gonna create a real one. <laughs> and then that's how it kind of started. And um, through just my different connections and networking throughout the city, um, I decided, you know what, let's take a leap, start this business. and. Um, a year and a half later, after you know juggling full time my investor relations position at Huntington and my business, um, I opened a showroom in the Short North downtown Columbus. Um, juggled that for about a year and a half simultaneously, and then I decided, you know what, it's viable enough for me to take the leap and go off on my own and start my own company. And so that's kind of a little bit of how it all started. Wow. So did you always want to be an entrepreneur or when the project actually came, you're like, hey, I think I have a knack for this. I actually want to do this. Yeah. I mean, I come from a family of entrepreneurs. And did I really know that I was going to do it when I did it? Probably not. Um, but I knew it was in my future. And I had read a book um, that really inspired me to truly get out of my own way and stop living like, oh, I'm going to do this one day type of mentality and change it and flip it around and say, I'm doing this now. And I want to look back in five years and see how productive I really was. And so that's really what pushed me to start it. Um, just learning from other women business owners and, um, and male business owners. But as a woman, you kind of relate to something that's more personal. Um, and there was a book that I had read and it, it kind of pushed me to say, you know what, I'm just going to take a leap and try this out. If it fails, at least I tried. And I'll learn a lot about myself through the process. Well, that's really awesome. I can't even imagine all that I would get done if I had that mindset. So yeah, just going for Thank it. Thank you. Yeah. Awesome. No day like today, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so as far as fashion goes, is that something you've always been passionate about? Um, I would say, I, I mean, what girl doesn't love fashion? Um, but I was, if you knew me when I was younger, I was such a tomboy. I played sports my whole life. I was like such a fitness addict and still am. Um, but I would say when I moved to Columbus and I was working previously to Huntington, I worked um, for the legislature and um, specifically under Governor Strickland's administration. And 
I was working in, you know, I was a legislative liaison, so I was lobbying on higher education issues, and I was going in and out of committee meetings, in and out of hearings, and thinking to myself, no offense to anybody in the government world, but there is no fashion here. And it was more of a how to dress, you know, what really kind of pushed me to even touch the fashion world was wanting to help other people around me, people who kind of trusted my opinion of, Lubna, do you think this looks good with this? Or, you know, it ended up being like a, hey, help me get dressed to a, I started a blog called youngprofessionalfashion.com and it was targeted toward um, professional women that had to be professional wearing the suits and wearing, you know, the different type of business attire, but staying, you know, very aware of what their body type is and what their colors are and what their tones are. So when I started youngprofessionalfashion.com, it was in 2009 and it was at a time when blogging wasn't a thing. People hadn't started blogging yet. They weren't getting paid to advertise for other companies. So it was strictly just my thoughts put down on paper. I was I traveled all the time because I have family all over the world, so I was always traveling. I'm like, well, let me just elaborate from how to dress for work or how to address your whole, you know, how you want to be perceived in the business world to how to dress when you travel and how to, you know, pack efficiently and utilize the same top three or four times on the same trip. And so it became that kind of thing. And then fast forward now, what is it? seven years when, or eight years now that blogging is a thing. And so I didn't know that I was starting something or be a kind of a part of something that was going to be much bigger later on. So when I sold the business then, or the, the blog then, um, I kind of wish I had held on to it. <laughs> I'm like, what could it be today? So lesson learned for me is that it was sort of a passion project um, and I was having so much fun with it. And when there was an offer, I'm like, well, heck, let's okay, you want to buy it, you can't, you're buying a product, you're not buying my intellect. So once I sold it, I'm like, okay, well, what's next? And so that was like fueling the fire for the next big project. Um, so touching the fashion side and then the business, you know, my, my business uh, machine started to work at the same time as, you know, selling that small piece of a puzzle that I didn't know would be as big as it, as it is now. So, oh, that's really cool. Thanks for cool. sharing all that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the journey. It's kind of cool to look back years. at it. Like you don't realize, you know, what steps got you to where you are until you actually sit and you're like, wow, and think about it. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. the fact that you're a part of all of that before it became like blogging's kind of a standard now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Everybody's a blogger. Everybody wants to write about something, and they should. I always tell like any of my mentees or anybody that I talk to about what they're doing in business, and even my mentors will tell me, write it down. Even if you do nothing with it, write it down. You just never know what it can turn into later. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So. I think that's good advice for yeah. sure. Yeah. So I would like to talk about diversity in business. That is our topic for today. And I did a little bit of research here. According to the 2016 Womanable in American Express Open State of Woman-Owned Business Report, there are currently 11.3 million women-owned businesses in the United States. That number is 38% of the total business population. And furthermore, from 2007 to 2016, businesses owned by women of color have more than doubled to nearly 5 million businesses total in the United States. I think those are some pretty impressive numbers. Are you surprised by these numbers at all? I I'm not necessarily surprised more than I am excited. I mean, it's really, it's an exciting thing to think about. I mean, starting a business in general, no matter what your gender or race is, is a huge feat because truly the United States is a country where nothing can stand in your way if you don't let it. And I know this because I've lived in other parts of the world and I know other parts of the world 
the U.S. is truly the greatest country that you can live in. And specifically Ohio and Central Ohio, we have so many amazing resources here that do nothing but actually push you to start something new and start whether it's a passion project or something that can turn into the, into a business. So does it surprise me? I mean, it's exciting. It's, it's kind of a... Um, it's sort of one of those things you think about and you're like, well, I'm only on my own personal journey. Well, I'm not realizing how many other people are on maybe somewhat of a similar journey that's maybe just as hard or if not harder. Um, you know, being a small business owner, it's really tough. You know, there's some days that are amazing and it's inspiring to continue to do what you're doing, whether it's money to be made or success based off of productivity or making your clients happy or, you know, a product that you're really proud of. There's a lot of really small wins along the way, but there's also really tough days too. So to hear about all of these people that started and and are on their path to doing something bigger than, you know, nobly having a nine to five job or an eight to five job, whatever it may be, that's also a lot of work. But to step outside of that whole, you know, sort of what's expected of you and making that every two weeks you know what you're getting paid type of mentality, it's a huge risk. So it's exciting to see not just, you know, women it's exciting, with people of color it's exciting, but just people in general are stepping outside the box and doing things differently than they ever did before. And it would be interesting to see some numbers on, you know, maybe fast forward five years of who's still in business. You know, there's a lot of really great benefits of having a woman be in the leadership team of a company. So the flip side to that is, you know, how many of these companies were actually started by women versus started and then a woman was brought in to kind of help lead the team. Um, either way, very exciting. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. And you mentioned Central Ohio. So do you feel like those numbers are accurate to the culture here? There are a lot of women-owned businesses. Are there more coming? I, from my personal experience with Ilmota PR and Brain Development, um, because I work with a lot of small businesses, a lot of startups, most of them are women-owned businesses, and they were started by women. And I think it's exciting to see that happen in Central Ohio because we're extremely diverse, because we have a lot of amazing free resources like the Better Business Bureau and other amazing resources that we have in our city. I mean, to be able to come in and have what you may think of as a one-stop for all of these marketing, startup, um, I don't know, just excellence type of resources is amazing. I mean, it's it's surprising to to hear those numbers a little bit, but to see them reflect within Central Ohio, it's, it's incredible. It's so cool to see. Yeah, that is yeah. really cool. Yeah. And I see a lot of these really awesome businesses around. And um, as you know, BBB hosts and attends a lot of events around Central Ohio. And so I see and hear a lot of women entrepreneurs speak. And um, I've heard a few themes with their questions and concerns. Um, what works and what doesn't work, how women business owners break stereotypes or how they balance work and family, et cetera. So I don't really want to ask you like the biggest question because it's probably just like not one question that encompasses everything. But can you think of any popular concerns that a lot of women entrepreneurs have? Um, I think number one is if you are um, male or woman, but specifically to the woman, um, if you're starting a business and you, whether you have an investor or you have a team behind you that's consulting you along the way, it's really number one, staying motivated while you have all of these external pressures to do very well very quickly. Um, and that's to anyone starting a business. I think to a woman, because predominantly, not to stereotype, but predominantly the women are the caretakers in the family. And if you're married or unmarried and you have children at home, 
your children and any other human that you're in charge of is going to take priority. And so I think um, another really important um, notion to always think about is work-life balance. Um, and that's, again, for anyone. But for a woman, I mean, for me, I'm married and I have stepchildren. They're not with us full time. So I have the flexibility to kind of do everything I want to do in my business. That said, your business, because more often than not, it starts as a passion project or it starts as something that you are all in, um, it, your, your work becomes your life. And so then how do you define work-life balance when work and life have become the same thing? And so that's something that I think is really important to keep in mind is continuously drawing the line between work and life. Because work can be amazing when people say, oh, on Sundays. So somebody says, oh, do you have to work tomorrow? I said, that's a really interesting question because I don't necessarily think it's work. It's, I have deadlines that I set for myself and my team, but I don't say, oh, I have to go to work tomorrow because I'm always at work. And I'm always, even if I'm sitting having a conversation with somebody, I am completely focused on what they're saying, but I'm also thinking of, all these other things I have to do because if I don't do them, the vulnerability of being a small business owner is that if you don't do certain tasks, they're never they're not going to get done, and you're not going to you know meet your your forecasted goals and all of that jazz. So, um, for women, I think work and life have to continuously be defined and balanced. And it's if somebody tells you they've got it figured out, they're probably either exaggerating or they're forgetting about what they're missing. Um, another piece of advice I would give to women and um, again anybody starting their own passion project turned business um, would be to um, you know meet meet deadlines and prioritize in every part of your life. So whether it's, you know, coming in Monday because you have a huge Wednesday deadline and you're, you have, you know, we all work on to-do lists now because just it's, it, there's so much to do in so little time. But prioritizing even the smallest of things like your personal health, your personal growth, your, how I said earlier, how you're, um, how you are uh, constantly, um, you know, trying to build yourself and stay motivated, you know, quantifying what that really means for you and writing it down and being able to look back and say, oh my gosh, four months ago, I believed this. And now it's interesting because I may believe the same thing and more, or I completely think differently. So there's just a lot of obstacles with business ownership in general, let alone an entrepreneur that's kind of stepping out of their own comfort zone and starting something completely new, let alone being the barrier of being a woman and a woman of color. I mean, if you see these things as barriers to success, then that's gonna stand in your way. So the one thing to do is open that door, stop seeing it as a barrier and seeing it as more of an opportunity than anything. That's really inspirational, yeah, yeah for sure. Okay, good. <laughs> um, so work-life balance, uh, you mentioned, is a big thing. Um, is there any tips or things that you do personally, even though I know you just said that you're always working, always in the back of your mind, but do you take like mental health days or time away where there's a day that you're trying to actively take a break or? Um, I would say that um, because I'm fairly fit, I work out a lot, I'm very active in my personal life, um, I always find time to make sure that I'm being taken care of. I mean, sometimes there's so much stress that you can't help but lose sleep or you can't help but get up maybe two or three hours early just to get certain work done before your phone and your email stop, start going off. So um, very frankly, I... 
have self-diagnosed a vitamin cocktail that I take every morning. I call it my Lulu Vita Blast. It includes zinc and calcium and turmeric and cinnamon, et cetera, et cetera. So there's about nine of these bad boys that I take almost every day to stay healthy because it's not just about your mental health, it's truly about physical health. And if you're not getting enough sleep and you're not getting enough nutrition, you can't do anything. And I think a lot of times people neglect that because they think, oh, well, tomorrow I'll start caring for my personal, you know, for my, for my body more than I did today. And, you know, tomorrow's not promised. And tomorrow you might go to the doctor and realize you've got a lot of problems you didn't know you had. And then those then become distractions from your business and your family. So, I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of different ways that you can stay balanced, and you can find you know, you can find ways to stay motivated. Because I'm the business owner, I can, you know, I enjoy what I'm doing all the time. There's not every, I don't love everything all the time, but part of my business is travel, and travel is something I love to do, and so that makes me happy. And so anytime I'm looking forward to a new business trip or something that not every business trip is that exciting, but some of them are. So I look forward to those. I'm like, ooh, that's like a treat for me. You know, so it's finding things that, that kind of give you joy and focusing in on those, meanwhile balancing the stuff that, you know, you may not love to do on a daily basis. Probably reminding yourself, like, this is my passion. Yes. And this is why I'm doing what I'm doing. Right. If you had a whole room of women entrepreneurs, either just starting out or a woman who wants to start a business but hasn't yet, what kind of advice would you give them if they could take just like one takeaway from you? One takeaway would be um, the advice that worked for me, and that was get out of your own way. Stop telling yourself that one day I'll do this, because oftentimes we think to ourselves, oh, I'm gonna do that one day, and then you, you stop the thought there, and then you don't justify to yourself why it's one day and not today. And so, one, letting yourself complete that thought. You know, is it monetary reasons that you're not following your dream, or you're not you know, pursuing a project that you really want to pursue? Is it family relations? Is it physical, um, you know, restrictions? What is it that's going to get you there? And find, you know, maybe even, even if you don't start that day, creating a plan to getting yourself started. And even if it's just continuing to elaborate on the thought of doing something bigger that you define as bigger for yourself, do it. That's great advice. I mean, yeah. Nike made a lot of money with just do it. Just and do it. And it's <laughs> so real, you know, it's really real. You have to, you know, stop getting yourself bogged down. And, and I tell, I have still tell myself this every day. It's, you know, there's some days that are really tough in business and you think, no, I chose this. And with all the tools in my toolbox, I chose this for me and I'm going to continue to do this. So get out of your own way and don't stop empowering for sure. Yeah, that's great. That's a great takeaway. Thank you. Lubna, I want to thank you so much for joining us today on BBB SparkCast. Truly, this was an awesome conversation. And listeners, you can find out more about Lubna Designs by visiting lubnadesigns.com and following them on social media. Be sure to subscribe to BBB SparkCast so you don't miss out on the conversation. And if there's a topic that you'd really like to hear about, then feel free to email us at podcast at centralohio.bbb.org. We look forward to you joining us next time.